there he is. Hello, Christopher. Hello, Missy Missy. <laughs> long time no see, right? No, long time no see. Funny, funny. Well, um, everybody, we're back. This is Missy, and then there's Christopher. And uh, we're just going to start talking about something that we think is really important today. Um, I guess, basically, we're going to talk about the power of the spoken word um, and a lot of different aspects. So, Chris, I'm going to let you start off, and then I'll just I'll pick up where you drop off at some point. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, I thought it was interesting. I had an experience recently. Sorry about my throat. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I had an experience recently and um, is about words and people saying things over you. And I know that that's really interesting. Uh, you know, when we're kids, and I don't know about y'all, I'm 54. So when I was a kid, I remember I was at school one day and somebody said something mean to me, you know? And I'm sure everybody's had this experience one time or another in their life. And there was like uh, a teacher that said, oh, those are just words. They can't hurt you. And, you know, there's a little song that kids used to sing back in them days. It says, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never harm you. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember that? Well, <clears throat> that's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> yeah. It's malarkey because the truth is that words do have power. They do hurt. And they they do leave a residualness in in the spirit realm that actually has power to affect in various ways the physical realm. And that's something I want to talk about today because you know I was taught wrong on this stuff. And it's it's like I can't be the only one that was taught incorrectly about it. That's what I'm thinking. And so, you know, per- words matter. Words have power. They have force. They have all kinds of implications. You ever been in a situation where you got in an argument with somebody and then you start saying some really intentional, harsh things to somebody? And they use all of your being, you know, to say something to somebody. That has force, right? That has power. And that stuff does come true, you know. Uh, if you say things to people that is kind of messed up, even, you know, and you don't really mean it, and then something bad happens, and it's like, oh, I didn't really mean that. I don't know if y'all ever experienced that before, but mm-hmm. I, I have. And then you wish, oh, when something happens to that person, you say, oh, I wish I never said that. I didn't mean it. But you can't take it back, though. You know what I mean? Once you release a word you can't put it back into your mouth you can't take it out of the ether it's impossible right mm-hmm. so so words have power the bible says and i take the bible as an authority on everything um not that i'm a bible thumper but um but the bible says that god created the universe with a word right with the power of a word uh, in Hebrew is called a ruch. And, and so the power of the word, literally God's words created all matter, 
all things. And so how much more would that power emanate from our mouths, right? Our intentionality uh, mm-hmm. to create whatever. And in the scriptures, it says with the tongue, the people, same tongue that people use to bless other people, which is another form of intention, right? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, well, you have blessings, you have good wealth, you have good health, you have good strength, or, you know, when people say, you know, when people say, when people sneeze, right? When people mm-hmm. sneeze and they said, oh, God bless, bless you. you, right? Yeah. Bless you, or gesundheit, or whatever. These, you know, these are blessings that people say all because you really stop breathing when you sneeze, right? So it's like that that intentionality. You know, we do it all the time and we don't realize it. Hey, mm-hmm. you're, you're you're blessing people with your tongue. You're talking well about somebody, or in the same time, at the same time, scripture also talks about folks talking negative about somebody too. Um, and it. <clears throat> And the scripture talks about gossiping. Jesus, I consider an authority, said it like this. It talked about people uh, gossiping and, 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 and being hypocrites and stuff like that. And in Psalm 15, it talks about, um, David writes uh, about people being vile when they use these types of words, these mean words, these harmful words to categorize other people. So it's that's what I want to, you know, chat about today and bring up. And I don't know if Missy, you've ever had any experience about <laughs> this at all, but I know I have. And it and it can be hurtful, it can be difficult, especially if people saying things over you that you don't know that they're saying over you and you feel something, or you may know that they're saying something over you and you feel something. I don't know if you have an experience like that. Oh, yes, I do. Because being an empath and a medium or whatever, um, basically, I'm aware that I'm connected to everybody. And I use that when I go, I use those connections when I look at someone's picture and send them energy with my tuning forks for healings. Or if I'm doing a card reading, I know exactly who I'm tuning into. So if I was to speak nasty words over that person, like, say, use the old tarot deck, the one from, you know, like, it's called the tarot deck. It's, that's, that's the one that originated, it has, like, 52 cards and four major suits. Uh, the Rider weight deck is really what I'm referring to. If you speak from that, you're going to manifest more towers, you know, because words have power. You, you manifest with your tongue is basically what it is. And it references, we can go back to spelling. Spelling is... Uh, basically words are spells and and you don't realize it yet but spirit is there's a quickening happening right now there's uh because more people are becoming conscious of of what their words are doing and you know we're we're supposed to be gravitating towards 5d and 5d means what you speak you will receive like instantly so you don't walk up to someone and say um i hope you die you know, even if you're really, really pissed at them, because like Chris said, when it happens, it's too late. You wished it and you don't know you're a creator or you're unconscious of it. You still feel the guilt as if you did it on purpose. But people 
I'm not saying just witches use this. We all use it 24 hours a day. What are your words coming out of your mouth? Are you saying I'm a winner or I'm a loser? Are you on your own side? We can also beat ourselves up with words. You Mm -hmm. don't ever want to say, God, I'm so stupid. You know, Mm -hmm. I caught myself at work saying I'm dingy the other day. So I was making dingy mistakes, you know, and I'm like, I said that I should have never said that, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm really good at catching it. You think, how am I going to catch them all? You just get better at it once you know the rules. Because mm-hmm. when once you guys start seeing manifesting right in front of your face, then like with the jellyfish earrings that somebody bought me down on the strand, until I until that happened, I didn't know the power of of my words because I stopped in and looked at those little earrings, and then the folks down at the strand, I said they wanted to know where jewelry was. And I said, right there, and tell Daryl to hold on to those jellyfish earrings for Missy. And they came back with them for me. So basically, you know, like what what you say to people has power. And then for some reason, inspiration or God reached out to them and told them to get that. And, and they got the earrings. So what a, it, it's workable in all different directions. But what Chris is specifically talking about is when you speak something over someone that's negative and um and it it might be your friend and you don't know it has it's basically like walking up and stabbing them but in the in the aura because you're you're not cheering for them you're cheering against them with that negative energy so like say your friend says oh you're never it'll never work out for you that's too hard or this is too much. It's not just you shooting yourself down. Each one of us is a creator and that person expects to see you fail. So they're casting that upon you with their words and that has some energetic pull to it. So if you're not stronger than them or in a higher vibrational state, then that's why spirit I think is asking us to raise our vibrations and go to nature, go to meditate, go, you know, uh, whatever it is that brings you absolute peace because we have to be in a high vibrational state so these uh, words don't have effects on us. It's literally like, like say my best friend said, oh, God, Missy, Missy wants to be a reader. She's, she's never going to succeed at that. What is she crazy for even trying? You know, uh, that's, that's going to have an effect on what I, re- you know, he, Chris is talking about correctly. It's something that they spoke made it appear in the physical reality. And, you know, manifest for that person. Don't you want to root your friend on with positive words? That's what I would think. I'd be sitting on the sidelines saying, you know, go, Chris. I'm proud of you. You're really brave. Um, I think everything's going to work out on in faith. But see, these people don't have faith or they haven't seen manifestation at work yet. Because um, once you see those things, you know that in, that everything you say eventually is going you want is a, is going to manifest and they're going to witness it so they get to be the witnesses of you being right but they should be cheering for you not cheering against you and chris this is more your topic than mine but so what do you have to add to that maybe that brought something up for you yes it did and you know i'm thinking about certain things that has happened in my lifetime and then i've heard people say you know different things and and it's like i know a lot of times we don't mean to be mean or talk about folks or even ourselves i like what you said about that you know the words that you say even over yourself yeah 
those things matter. And, and, you know, I think we're just, I like that 5D th- thought too about, you know, things actually coming to actualization or manifesting. Sometimes you do it. And when you speak things, they literally manifest before your very eyes. Yeah. And, 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 and that's no joke. And it, and, and it's trippy when it happens that way, but your words have power. And it's like, I don't like people to talk about other people in my presence. Yeah. Cause I'm an empath too. And on top of that, I'm, you know, just super sensitive. Uh, it, it, it vexes my spirit, you know, and, and you know, it's happening. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And you can feel it. Cause in Ohio, when I was just leaning into my gifts, I would be like doing my housework, you know, chipper, having fun music on, listening to Katy Perry. And all of a sudden my mood would change. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's going on with me? How come I am in a bad mood all of a sudden? How come the vacuum just fell apart or, you know, something, something detrimental happened or, you know, and then I was like, wait a minute, maybe I think somebody's rooting against me. And I would sense that as like spirit is somebody trying to, um, talking shit about me and Mm -hmm. the first name that would come to mind would be this one lady and I don't have to say her name but um she was supposed to be rooting for me she was very close to me and she was rooting against me and Mm -hmm. that's why I think everything was going so horrible for me in Ohio because I had so many people rooting against me and my spirit or my vibration was not where it is now you know it's when you're happy the majority of the time you're pretty safe from shitty people and you're confident and you don't listen to them if they try to bring you down but they can literally bring you to the point where you're like well fuck i'm gonna give up you know Mm -hmm. i I don't believe in this anymore because now i i feel stupid you know or for even telling them you know but that's why you want to keep what you're trying to manifest between you and the universe don't yeah. tell anybody don't tell but, people because they'll chop on that like an axe you know mm-hmm. especially if they don't want to if they're not a manifester you know if if they're one of us they'll be like yeah you're going to get it those are the people you want to be around you know and the ones who encourage you and bring you up and say yeah i'm trying to manifest this let's both concentrate on this i'll do yours for you and you okay well look at the research you talked about with prayer how you said that um the research that they have out um, in the general public or the mainstream says proves that prayer works. That's because you're speaking something positive over someone Mm -hmm. and you're asking an intervention from the higher realms or God, you're asking them to assist you, you -hmm. know, and you have to ask to receive first of all. And prayer is nothing but using words to communicate what you want from spirit. Mm -hmm. And, and basically, we do this all day long because physical reality doesn't stop. I mean, we're in it 24-7 until we're, you know, not anymore. But, you know, like, you never stop manifesting. What do you want to manifest for today? Do you want to manifest an easy ride to work or a shitty ride to work? Mm-hmm. Well, just instead of saying, today, I'm going to get in the traffic again. This is going to suck then you will manifest that situation because your subconscious wants to prove you right. So um, you end up getting in traffic. So instead you're going to say, today's going to be different. I don't know how, and I don't have to figure it all out, but I'm going to figure something out. I'm going to be on time today, you know, and then you might take a different way to work and everything works out in your favor because you get that intuitive guidance or there's a detour 
sometimes you know what I mean and you go a different way you find out you can get to work faster you know what Mm -hmm. who knows because I know I didn't know the shortcuts when I got to Houston the GPS takes you the long way Mm -hmm. so you're like I can use my GPS well you won't always get the shortest route Mm because you're not local but anyways so yes we, we are basically what I understood Joel the other day. He said, we are in prayer all day long. Mumble on your, under your breath. This is going to be a great day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get this deal or I'm going to land that contract or I'm going to impress this person or, you know, I mean, put your intention out there and just like, you know, I'm going to reference Will Smith again is back in that one video. And if y'all are been like looking at, uh, mystic videos for a while, law of attraction stuff. He said, you just decide that mm-hmm. it's done and leave it. And you don't have to doubt it if it's already done, right? That's mm-hmm. the kind of solid gratitude. You can have gratitude and say, thank you. Cause I know it's already done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like today I'll say, I want to make $150 at work. I haven't done it lately. And, mm-hmm. But um, $150 of work in a station that keeps me comfortable and flowing easily all night. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I end up, I even did this specifically a few times with, I wanted table 40, 50, and 28. That's my favorite station at work. So um, I literally get to work and that's the station I have. And last night I went and I'm like, shit, I forgot to set my intention for my station. Now I'm in a shitty station. You know, mm. <laughs> and I'm like, God, mm. you know, you'll start noticing that it's different when you don't set intentions. And then you're like, crap, I got to remember these things, you know. And when as soon as you realize you can manipulate reality. But I'm going to try to get back onto the topic. The, um, a good way to carry this over, segue back, is um, using words to curse someone and telling people that this is a real phenomenon and it really works. And you better not do it because when you do it, you get back something in negative in return, unless it's something that's justified that brings justice. You know, you ask for justice, then that balances the scales. But if you go out and intentionally hurt someone or curse someone that hasn't bothered, you just don't like them, then you're in trouble. Like, you know what I mean? If they're not harassing you or something, you know, um, or you don't like, you know what I mean? Chris, take over. I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> Those things, when people talk bad about anybody, right? I call them gossipers. The Bible mm-hmm. calls them murmurers, right? Um, yeah. Then that stuff has a power. It does affect that individual that you're talking about. But also, this is the boomerang effect, or some people call it karma. Uh, yeah. the, the Bible calls it, you know, you will reap what you sow. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's usually tenfold, a hundredfold, you know, so way more than what you put out there. So that happens, you know, and you ever wonder why is this person so sick and why this person is doing this and that and the other. And well, it could be that they're reaping a lot of stuff that they put out there, you know, true that, true that. Um, it could be a lot of things or it could be somebody cursed them with their mouth and they're, you know, having to come from some undercurrent. You ever heard a situation where parent parents do this to their kids? I know it don't sound right, but y'all all know what happens. Um, your parent might be mad or in frustration and say, you're going to be just like blah, blah, blah. You know, just like your father. 
or just like your whatever, or you're going to do this, or you're going to be no good. You, you know, this kind of stuff. That that those words are powerful, and they're they're said with intentionality. And when that's done, it's like, oh my God, what's really going on? Yes, those things hurt. They hurt, and they have they have intentionality and power. And you, how many people have noticed? Maybe somebody said it over you. Maybe your parents said those things over you. And next thing oh, yeah. you know, you're doing exactly what the, what they your said. parents said. Yeah, I'm. T- I'm talking about real talk here. Mm-hmm. Those things is that's what I'm talking about. Those curses, those things that people say over you. Um, likewise, I know I took a course from Loma Linda Medical School when I was in graduate school to support what you said, Missy, a few minutes ago about prayer, and they uh, said in class at, when I was taking it at uh, James Madison University that words have power and they said that they know they've literally measured it mm-hmm. and that they did a study about it. They, what they call a study is they have a double blind study, right? Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> that's when a group of people, group A is, is basically unaware of somebody doing something to them and 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 they have another group the same thing is going on they may know you know what's happening so in this case there are two groups of people who were in ICU and apparently one group like new people were praying for them and another group didn't <laughs> and hmm. so what happened was that the study proved out that the people who were being prayed for, they got better. Mm. And, they, and they got better faster than the other people. Mm-hmm. And so they measured this. And the study is valid, y'all, when it's been able to be repeated. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's repeatable and verifiable. So now they're teaching this in some medical schools. To, to physicians because physicians are the ones who are in charge of doing your, you know, your care when you're in the hospital and you're sick. And so the idea is to, Hey, let now you don't have to be right on that person. This is the other thing you didn't have. To, they didn't, you don't have to be right on that person, like in the same room with that person. You could be like a thousand miles away. Oh yeah. And say, Hey, Johnny's in, in in trouble. We're gonna send him prayers, good thoughts. We wish him well. They're gonna get you know healed fast, and they're gonna recover. Those are prayers. Those are you know those are uh, thoughts that are created and made to be things, you know. And so those things have a positive effect on people, or negative if you're trying to curse folks. So it really matters what you say. To people, even if that person isn't in their room. Example, say if you're in your own room, in your own house, and ain't nobody around you but you, you and your dog. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. And you, you're pissed and you start swearing and you calling people names and stuff. That is a curse. That has intentionality, right? You're uh-huh. still releasing something into the ether and it's actually performing something, right? Uh-huh. 
Yeah. And, and, and so these are the same thing. These are the curses that we're talking about. And people, you know, either, I think people know when they're doing it. It's obvious because they're, they're literally have intentionality and they're saying, Ooh, yeah, so-and-so, da-da-da-da-da. It's intentional. It's not like, mm-hmm. it's not like you just get kind of upset and you just say something, you know. But yeah. with intentionality, and especially if you repeat it over and over again, that's, I think that's spell work right yeah and and that right there will create something and you always know when somebody's checking in on you this is something else i had to really pay attention to especially recently when you notice somebody's always and y'all please pay attention to this in your life if you notice if somebody's always coming to you and saying hey johnny how are you doing how's your job how how are you feeling? You feeling okay today? When people do that, y'all, please remember this. They're probably working a spell over you. Because the truth is, they're not asking you just to be curious. That never happens. What happens is that they're probably working a spell on you and they're trying to check to see if the spell's having an effect. Mm-hmm. Okay? Please remember that. And that's a good telltale sign that somebody's doing some, what we call down south, some root work on you. (laughs) Yeah, true that. And let me speak to that real quick because folks in Ohio are nothing like down here. There's a huge, you can feel energy down here coming off of people because they're so spiritual. Um, Like, they're powerful too, because a lot of the um, South struggled through slavery and stuff. And so these people are defensive and they've got a heavy suit of armor on and, you know, and they're, they're people, you can feel the energy around people. If you're sensitive at all, come to Texas and you'll know what I mean, because uh, you can, I literally did not want to just shop in the grocery stores anymore because it was like the energy, the spiritual energy here is insane. And I'm just going to mention for people who know about ley lines, look up Houston and you'll see that there's an intersection of like five or six ley lines right where we are, you know, in Houston. Well, I was in Houston last year. Actually, I'm in Galveston. So it's like an hour out, but the energy still carries because we're close, you know, but that is, that's why so many people gathered in Houston. I think it's like a huge anthill. It's like a, a, an electromagnetic field that people are attached to. And the spiritual energy down here, they know voodoo. They know, because of New Orleans, think about New Orleans, what everybody brought from Africa and, you know, all of this stuff that came over. People know how to work magic on you. And if you don't believe it and you don't understand it and you don't care, you're, you're like, part of the old school be like you need to get up on this stuff because people are going to start using it more to get what they want and they don't care if it's negative there are some people who like they'll still run you over in a crosswalk mm-hmm. well your best friend might fuck you over to get what they want you know mm-hmm. what i mean so and it doesn't just happen with intentionality people do it accidentally you know when you like get in a fight with your mom I wish that bitch would die, you know, or something, you know, like, and mm-hmm. be careful with that. Cause they could walk out the door and it actually happen. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like people wishing for something like, okay, pay attention to what you wish for when you were a kid. 
Like when I was blowing out candles, I wish I lived by the beach, you know, birthday cakes. Uh, I wish I went to school in a, um, you know, by the beach. And I, I went to Galveston College for a little while when I got here, but I had some hangups and I decided that it wasn't for me. But the universe wants to fill every single wish that you put out there. They hear you. They're listening to you. They're just waiting for you to ask them to help, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, this this thing with energy works both ways. Like, mm -hmm. don't think somebody who who knows about these things won't uh, dick you over to get what mm -hmm. they want. Or mm -hmm. it can happen as a result of what you've asked for from the universe and it just rolls down. And then you accidentally knock your friend out of, you know, a great job or whatever, you know, or something, you know, mm -hmm. it affects you personally. And, but anyways, like it's, it's real easy. Once you, I think people that are attracted to this podcast will, they'll resonate to this. They'll understand it because um, like you said, with repetition, what are mala beads? Mala mm -hmm. beads are repeating the same affirmation 108 times mm -hmm. and doing it daily until it actually manifests in your life. Mm -hmm. Because this goes back to centuries ago. People knew that this existed mm -hmm. and they've been using it improperly for a long time. And since, um, you know, we're talking about this. You, you can begin to use prayer or the power of your words or affirmations to change anything. Mm -hmm. Like I wish, you know, I started using, um, thank you for clearing up my chin completely. Cause I had some skin damage from stimulants and I'm starting to see that it's finally, that dry skin is coming off. I'm, I'm being led to use exfoliators and stuff like that. And my chin's healing, you know, I'm like, I'm getting skinnier every day, you know, that's working out. And then I got a couple more I'm going to share real quick. Um, good things are happening to me today and love is coming to me today. You know, things like that. You want to speak things like that over your life. You don't want to be your own worst enemy, mm -hmm. you know, so um, talk to yourself with as much love as you treat, or, you know, talk to other people with, you know. So, but anyways, that just has more to do with self-care, but all right, Chris, this is, pick it up again. <laughs> yeah. So that, but, the, but you know, we, we tend to do things and I like what you said about that. And this is about not being really aware of the words we're saying over people or over ourselves. And it's super easy to do, you know, it's easy to slip into that negative mind too. When you start speaking over your life, uh, I remember this guy I went to church with. And he was like, he was sick, y'all. Mm -hmm. And there are people in the church that were saying things that weren't helpful. And yeah. I, you know, and I told him, I said, y'all need to start speaking life over this man, not death. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, speak life over him, and you know, and. They didn't understand what I was saying. Uh, but we got to speak life over ourselves, over our children, uh -huh. over our grandchildren. You know, you will live and not die. You know, you will live a prosperous life. You will be prosperous and happy and you will be blessed, you know, uh -huh. and all that. There is something in the Old Testament that that uh, I remember reading. And there were two brothers, right? And they uh -huh. had this mother. 
and the two brothers were Josh, oh, Jacob, Jacob and Esau, I think. Yeah, and yeah. Jacob was like the younger brother, and Esau was the older brother, and Esau kind of was more rough and ruddy than the other brother. And their father was a blind guy. He had lost his sight. I guess he got so old, he lost his sight. And so the mother went over and basically coached the younger brother, Jacob, hey, your father's about to die and he's got to give, he's got to pass on the blessing. And the culture was at that time that the father would say the blessing over the oldest male, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and so, uh, so Jake, so the mother coached Jacob, the younger uh, son, to dress up like his, you know, brother, you know, and and to do something. Now I forgot what it, that special something was. He Bring snuck it. in to his dad's. Um chambers or whatever and pretended he was Ishmael or whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah, he was his brother. And yeah. and 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 so sure enough, um his father touched his head and touched his body feature and it's like, oh this has got to be the right one. And then with that he spoke over this this young man the blessings, right? And and so when the other brother showed up the real, the real one, and he's like, "Oh no, you you gave basically the wrong person the blessing, the or the birthright, right? Those words that the father spoke over. There's a lot of feedback, but those words that the father spoke over, you know, the younger one really was supposed to go to the older one, and so what happened was <laughs> the older one was cursed after that." Uh-huh. automatically cursed because his birthright or his blessings that his father spoke over the the younger one meant that he couldn't now get those and so he kind of went off into the wilderness and there was a lot of problems behind that and later on in life they ended up those two brothers ended up meeting up again and and Jacob was like oh there's my brother Esau coming from afar I stole his birthright. He's gonna kill me. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, yeah. but his brother didn't kill him. But the idea is, you know, I guess you get what I'm saying about that. Those things that you speak over people, those really have power. People back in those days really understood that. I think now we really kind of got away from, you know, that that knowledge. But that knowledge still holds true right now speaking well over your children, you know, telling your children and, you know, your parents and whomever else is in your life, right? Hey, I'm going to bless you. You know, I'm going to, you know, you know, wish you well. And all these things matter a lot. And it's really like something super important. I remember I heard Dr. Maya Angelou say this a long time ago on a recording that when people come into her house, right, when she was alive, and they say things, and this happened in her home apparently. And they would say things that were negative, and 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 curses. Basically, she said she would basically kick them out. You know, she would mm-hmm. tell them, "Hey, you don't say those things in my presence." 
in my home and then she would literally put them out of her house. You know what that is? That's a binding. Um, she yeah. did, and she says that she said that words have thing or you know are things. They're just not words. They're things. And she said that they literally where they were spoken, they leave a residualness behind. Right? Mm. They leave something behind. So so they hang in the air. Right? These yeah. words have power. She understood this. Um, and, and so she would bind them. She would kick them out of her house. That's a binding. So I think, and the lesson I've learned this week really is to do that. You're standing in your own power and your own strength. And it's no, it's no problem with doing that. You know, I don't, I don't think there's an issue with you looking after yourself, right? And right. saying, hey, uh, whoever may have done something to me, because you may not even know that my probably your best friend, you know, mm-hmm. and you speak over yourself. Hey, whoever spoke these things or anything against me or spoke about me uh, in a negative way, you know, you bind it and cast it into the sea, you know, or however you do it, because people and this is the other sad thing is that. You want to trust people, right? You want to trust the people you're around and think that they always want your best good. The truth is, sadly, that's not always the case. Yeah. And so we got to be, a, or maybe one day we'll do a podcast on emotional vampires. Oh, yeah. But they've got these um, energy vampires that are out there who like to, and this, you said something to me earlier today that makes me think about this. Uh, about people who are always coming in and and wanting to be in your presence. And when they leave, they literally get blessed because of your energy. Yeah, and think about this too, is they're feeling kind of poopy about themselves and they need somebody to lift them up and make them feel good about themselves. So they show up and they get what they want from you, that Shazam, like, oh, look, I got this, or oh, this happened. And then they basically get their thrill off of showing showing off. If you've got a friend that shows off a lot or talks about how much they have or how much money they make or anything, you really just get kind of drained, drained mm-hmm. from being, I'm not going to say sick of them because you love them. But then you, you're like, but this person is draining me mm-hmm. and, and they're using me to make their ego bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. So then, then that person has just stepped over the line of being your friend or your acquaintance. And now you don't really want to be around them anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's like, well, what's the benefits of hanging out with someone like that? Oh, because the person who is doing it might offer you things or they might be helping you out in another way and then you will and in turn you will feel like obligated almost to to sit and listen or to let them drain you for a while but it's it's an exchange of energy either way so if you help someone who wouldn't help you you're gonna get credit for it Mm -hmm. with the universe they're gonna get what what they're expecting to get which is a, a bad result and probably um some karma you know reaping what you sow because you just tried to drain me, but now I'm conscious of that. If I have a friend who I is, I'm questionable about if they're really healthy for me or not, 
like a certain person I used to talk to in Ohio. You know who I'm talking about, Chris? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that person, I couldn't decide if they were draining me or if talking to them meant more to me, you know. And eventually, if you have that thought, it's going to roll into, I better unplug this relationship because Mm -hmm. now this has gotten toxic. It's went from aggravating to toxic. You know why? Because you saw it and then Mm -hmm. you noticed it and then you're like, now it's even worse because I'm looking for it and you're sitting there in front of them and you're able to see them with their words trying to trigger feelings within you, Mm -hmm. you know? And when they trigger feelings within you, that's when your energy shifts and it goes down. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to make you feel like shit and you're trying to make and they're trying to make themselves feel good. So they are literally pulling out of your light, pulling your light out of your aura, your energy and putting it into their energy bank, their mm-hmm. aura. And that it's 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 intentional. So they know what they're doing. They're like, I'm going to dial up this friend you know, and, and feel good about myself for five minutes. And think about it, what the brain does. I think about the brain a lot because I pay attention to my habits. And if I have a habit that I'm repeating too much, I'm like, what are you getting out of this? Oh yeah. It's the reptilian brain. I'm hitting the pleasure button over and over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And it's becoming detrimental because everything is okay in moderation. But, um, when you, you know, you can become an addict because you hit the pleasure button too much. You, mm-hmm. you can become obese because you hit the pleasure button too much. What I'm talking about is the way your brain reacts when you do certain things. You know, if you want to feel good about yourself and you're feeling like shit, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You go find yourself a, a, a cheery, happy person. Mm-hmm. And then then they share their energy with you and you both kind of end up wah, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's they just drag you down to where they're at but when you go home like we get all energized up us introverts and empaths we come home get our crystals out meditate just get higher and higher and soon you will not only acknowledge them and see them for what they are like you'll be watching and i'll be like listen the way they just said that to me they want me to get upset you know you can start to pick apart their and you'll intuitively know that this person's not healthy for you. Mm-hmm. But it's also a choice of whether or not you want to keep participating, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and, and when you really get on board with your self-care, you'll be like, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth mm-hmm. it. And you can even pray since prayer has um, power and words have power. Please, God, remove that person from me and let them become so freaking busy that they never have time for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and you'll get that prayer answered too. So if, if, if you don't know how to cut cords or you want to pay someone to cut cords or something, don't do that. Just pray. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. free. It's free. You don't need a witch to cut your cords. God transcends any human being. And I have seen the proof in the pudding. I've seen good things happen regardless of other people bringing you down mm-hmm. it, because you've already, you've got goals in mind just because they don't, you shouldn't be punished and you Mm -hmm. won't be because the universe transcends, you've already transcended them by setting goals, you know, Mm -hmm. not achieving them yet necessarily. But when you do, you know, it's going to make that person feel a little bit smaller about themselves when you succeed. So like Chris was saying before, not everybody's for you that's around you because then You've taken risks they haven't taken and you've jumped and you've had faith and you followed your intuition and now you're successful, right? And they get to see it. And then they're like, 
well, I, I don't have enough nerve to live in the arena like that. I don't have enough nerve to quit my job and then have the faith that the universe got my back. That takes a lot of bravery and a, a really tight connection with God. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To do things like that because you're, you're secure enough in your faith for that to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's where Christianity tilts the law of attraction. If you add prayer and expectation to law of attraction, you get Christianity pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Christianity is about um, uh, praying for other people, doing it for other people, also doing it for yourself, not forgetting to do it for yourself, but um, also is, is alluding to be more Christ-like. And we're talking about, I know over in the new age uh, zone, you know, label, Everybody's talking about becoming more Christ conscious, you know, the Christ consciousness coming in that maybe it won't be a physical manifestation of Christ, but a manifestation of his qualities through all of us, you know, Mm -hmm. and we start to open doors for old people. We can help push the wheelchair, you know, out through the door for them, you know, like be kind to each other. Mm -hmm. That's what we're supposed to be coming to, you know, that kind of unity on this planet. And not arguing over dumb stuff because really, when you look at the news, all of that's out of our control. So, um, you know, like, why worry about things that are out of your control? People say, we need to stay informed. Well, you're also realizing that you're taking a cut in your vibration because you're adding your energy. You could be promoting yourself on the internet. You know what I mean? Instead of sitting there taking heaping spoons of, what what's bad in the world mm-hmm. you know and um then you you're really taking another step too and i don't see anything wrong with watching the news or finding things out but it doesn't have to be true in your personal universe like mm-hmm. you you can leave it out so you can still be productive or else if you listen to everything the news like you're gonna think this whole world's coming to an end mm-hmm like a sensitive person can't handle it. I know I can't handle a lot of the news or even violent TV shows or surgeries or stuff like that. Anything else I can watch, but where they cut the body open or violence, you know? And, um, you know, it's like we all have different levels of sensitivity and stuff. So um, I don't know. I think I just lost my train of thought. That's okay. So, I, I, I was thinking. That's where ADD comes in when i interact with other people you know <laughs> well that's what things uh uh that you know that reminds me of something that happened when i was living in virginia in the shenandoah valley um i was you know living in this big boarding house and there's this guy um and he you know was cool at least i thought he was and he befriended me right away just you know that and the other and so finally you know I don't know. He always come up to me. Hey, Chris, how you doing? And he rub my chest, rub my arm or rub my back or whatever. So this went on for a couple of years. Right. Uh And so one day we were standing in the kitchen and it was, I guess, in the fall, maybe. And uh, 2016. And so he said, Chris, he said, you know what? Why I always come up to you and I hug on you and rub on you and stuff like that. (laughs) He says, you know why I've been doing that? And I said, no, I really don't. And he said, well, every time I do that, 
something good happens for me. Somebody uh-huh. give me somebody give me some money. I get it because he did like detail on cars and stuff. He caught on to that, didn't he? <laughs> yes, immediately he, he kept it a secret for me for two years, and he, mm-hmm. he he said that every time I do that, and you speak over me and stuff, he says good things happen to me. Like immediately, yeah. he knew it was because of his interaction with me. That yeah, this was yeah. happening for him, and I, and I'm like, oh my god! Now one day we were in the kitchen. This is after he had told me this. We was in the kitchen. And I just came downstairs and he said something to me that was negative about hmm. about me. Uh, something <laughs> of dealing with my safety and welfare or something. And I immediately rebuked him and uh-huh. and, and, and and binded him in front of him. Uh, yeah. We were standing in the kitchen. And I bless you, bless you. And I said Thank you. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and I bind you and cast you out, you know, and I said, you know, cast those you, words out. <laughs> you, de- you devil. And I start speaking to the source of the problem. He spoke them, but the source was the enemy. Yeah. And I spoke those words and then he looked at me and he just broke down y'all and he just started crying. Mm. Grown man, 62 years old crying. And he says, I didn't mean to say anything. I mean that. I didn't mean that. I said, yeah, but you said it. And I, yeah, I, it I, fell and out. It didn't, didn't it? It didn't. Girl, he said it with intentionality. And I said, oh, okay. you said it. And I said, you, you know, I said, those are curse words. You cursed yep. me. And I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And, you yeah. know, that man was crying like an absolute baby after yeah. that. Because I I, I I rebuked the words that was coming out of him and and him for saying them. And, you know, that that right there settled what he was trying to do to me. You see uh-huh. what I mean? That's an example, y'all, of what I'm that talking about. That same man about. that had been taking your energy yes. all that time yes. turned around and cursed you. Yes. Uh-uh. See, that, that's, that's when you find out what people are really like. And I had given that man a lot of things. I'd given him a very nice TV. I had a beautiful uh, sound system and stuff that I had been given to me. And Mm -hmm. I was in a point of transition. And so I was cleaning out some stuff. And I get, I I was always very kind to him and very good to this man. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he, he, see, he turned around and he cursed me right there to my face. Chris, you're kind and good to everybody. Let me oh, just say that. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. You're so wonderful. And <laughs> so you got to protect yourself, y'all. And this is why I want to do the podcast today, to just to bring it to an awareness, right? Yeah. These things happen. People do these things known to us and sometimes unknown to us. So it's just yeah. something to be aware of. And it could be your best friend. It could be your sister, your brother, your mother, your father. It could be anybody. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad, just so everybody knows, that you brought up that point about how to rebuke it. Because if if somebody says that, I mean, you need to rebuke it. If they say something negative to you in front of you, like, oh, I hope you don't win. Or, you know, I hope, I hope uh, your house... <laughs> 
burned down or something, you know, mm-hmm. like you can rebuke mm-hmm. those things. Like people say I'm in an argument. You better, mm-hmm. you better because if, if they've got, um, right there and there, if they could make it happen, they would. Right. You know, thank God for that time buffer, you know, right. that we have in the third dimension, because if we didn't have that, what if somebody said, okay, my ex, oh, I wish that trailer would burn down. I don't want him to die. I just, you know, was mad over him taking my furniture, you know, or keeping it and stuff. You know, I actually walked out on it. So it was really my fault. But I was still resenting it. And I said, oh, I wish that trailer burned down. And I said, girl, you got to quit saying that stuff or you'll find out that he cooked overnight. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, because, you know, you got to be really careful about your anger pinpointed and figure mm-hmm. out I figured I was pissed off about that damn furniture. Would you really want something to happen to somebody over a damn piece of furniture? Mm-hmm. No. And no. carry that on you the rest of your okay, Chris, let me just before we run out of time, it's fifty two minutes. Let me talk about my parents real quick, because I had a horrible childhood, like not all of it, y'all. I had a blessed childhood in some ways, but my life was as bipolar as my mom was. One minute it was great. The next minute we were, my mom was manic and my life was a mess. You know, Mm -hmm. mom was in the hospital or at the jail or something, you know. So um, my dad did a lot of speaking things over me in the negative sense. uh, When I got to high school, you'll never graduate high school. You'll never learn how to drive a stick. You'll never learn how to, you know, you'll never go to college. You'll never this, you'll never. I always told people I knew something was wrong with it, but I said, if he would have encouraged me as much as he discouraged me, think of where I could be right now. You know, mm-hmm. if you flip it on its head. So it makes real results because I was and my dad also told me some very private things. Um, he said that I was going to be an alcoholic and um, an addict and promiscuous. I'll use mm-hmm. those words. And I, I swear to God, y'all, it's like my dad was a wizard because my family's real intuitive and lit. You know what I'm saying? They're, they ate organic their whole lives until they moved out of Kentucky, you know, uh, lived off the land. And I think that helped them become very intuitive and things. But um, no preservatives and stuff, you know what I'm saying? But um, pesticides. But my parent, my dad called that into being. And in my 20s, I turned into a party animal and I did everything my dad told me I was going to do. And he said, I knew I was right about you. And then one day my dad told me, don't go to the movies today. You're going to wreck. You're going to wreck. And I went to go to Tri-County and there was construction on the highway and I wrecked. And then mm. I had to pull back in the driveway in front of my dad with the whole front of the car smashed because it was still drivable. Mm. So my dad was calling things into being for me. I, I wrote an article called My Dad Was a Wizard because mm. so many things I had recalled that my dad had spoken over me, but not one time did he say, you're going to be a rich, successful, loving, kind um, person, blah, blah, blah. He didn't, he never said things like that because he was abused when he was young. So he was repeating that cycle without knowing it. But, um, you know, like people, that's really powerful. And you believe everything your parents are saying when you're young. Mm -hmm. And so I absorbed, I just did a prayer a minute ago for God to bring any blocks to the surface, anything that I haven't covered yet in my childhood or someone that a teacher that spoke it over me, just find that for me and bring it to the surface and, and banish it, God, because I need, I need all of my energy to belong to me again. 
because it's my right to use all of my energy to create my reality. And I want him to create big things. So I need mm-hmm. all of my energy. And, um, and, and, you know, people who are plugging into you are stealing your right to manifest basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they're stealing your electromagnetic energy. You know, they're bringing you down. They're, you know, sucking the life out of you basically. Yeah. And, and you're a bit, you wonder why you're not manifesting. Start doing a check on all your friends. Like, you know, it'll come out. Just ask God to reveal the truth. That's literally, or the universe. Just say, universe, show me the truth about Becky. And then you'll find out one way or the other if Becky's your friend. And if nothing happens, you're good. But then if it turns out she's talking shit about somebody else in front of you, guess what? It's more than likely that she's going to talk shit about you when you're not around too. Mm-hmm. So they are they already have that level of, you know, like not, mm-hmm. not having any tact or, you know, anything like that. So they're not going to think twice about doing about you to, to the next person because they need someone to, to drain off of. You know, they need a story to tell so they can feel cool and know about it first. And, and I got something big to tell you. I need to feel better about myself. And, you know, like people do things for, they know what it does emotionally and they know what it does in your brain. It probably releases like serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, all of those things, they drop. Or adrenaline, people get addicted to adrenaline, which makes them addicted to creating drama. Mm-hmm. So then they get a buzz off of it. They get a little euphoric adrenaline rush. They feel more alive. It's mm-hmm. like a fight or flight thing. And mm-hmm. they're inducing it just to get that rush of chemicals through their body so and dr joe dispenza speaks into that a lot if y'all are interested in that topic you know but he's he's really good at showing people this is scientifically solid about meditation healing people and stuff because they did it in workshops Mm. (laughs) you know they cured diseases and stuff so but anyways it's we're at 58 minutes we better sign off or talk with say what we want to say before we're ending up here so, Chris, you got anything to finish up with? Well, you know, if you want to book Excuse a session, me. if you want to book a session with me to do some energy work, some spiritual deliverance work, coaching, any kind of things that you might find yourself trying to struggle with or understand, you can you can definitely book with me. Uh, you can call me. Just call me at 540-421-2249. You can email me at chrisTimesMA at gmail.com. And I also have a website, but you can just Google Christopher Times, comma, MA, and my Google site ought to pop right up. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll real quick run over mine. Just um, 540 421 1304 if you want to book a remote card reading. Um, and like anything else you can think of, spiritual questions or mystical questions, uh, paranormal activity, bring it to us, text us and, or you can find me on Facebook, put it in the search bar, Missy Conley, psychic medium, and then you'll see me there. And, um, I'm on TikTok, same name, and I'm on, uh, Instagram as Missy Conley, psychic medium. So, um, we're going to roll it, finish it up here. It's at 59 minutes. So, all right, y'all have a great day and a blessed day. And thank you for listening. Oh, and I want to say that Missy is a wonderful, wonderful at her craft. 
She's amazing. <laughs> She's absolutely dead on. All right. That's it. Bye. All right. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye-bye.